Hello everyone, welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast, Church Podcast, episode 22. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, and I count it an honor and privilege to be here to share with you the Word of God, what God's put on my heart. And you know we've been studying from a devotional book called J.B. Phillips for this day. And we've been studying the days that we've been there. And today's study, we're going to be studying on the ma the major premise. The major premise. And then we're going to do our prayer request segment. And then we're going to have our closing remarks. We do not have God teaches us in different ways segment right now because of... Uh, I'm having trouble getting stories and stuff to share with you. I'm looking and I'm trying to build the library up. And uh, so God must have a reason why he doesn't want that to be shared right yet. So we just got to trust God and let God be God. So let's pray and let's get started with our Bible study. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you right now to take a coal of heaven's altar and anoint these lips of clay. Let every word I say be the words you want me to say, not what I want. And we ask you all this in your precious Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Well, if you got your Bibles with you, I want you to open them up to the book of Colossians, chapter number 3. That's in the New Testament. The book of Colossians, chapter number 3. Book of Colossians, chapter number 3. And as you're turning there, I'd like to welcome you again to God's Internet Church Podcast. Three days a week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, we are on the air with you. So tomorrow will be the last time for the week. And I'm trying to come up with uh, the music segment back that we used to have, but I'm still trying to get the equipment to work right and stuff, and we're going to make sure it all works before we do it. Um, hallelujah. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you once again to anoint these lips of clay. Let every word I say be what you want and not what I want. We ask you in Jesus' name. Amen. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 through 14. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness, and mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing, one another and forgiving one another if any man have a quarrel against any even as Christ forgave you also do ye and above all these things put on put on charity which is the bond of perfectness so basically this is telling us live humbly live right forgive people and live the way the Bible wants us to live but the writer of this thing has got a little statement. And this is what we're going to do. I'm going to read it and then we're going to go back over what he wrote. And the title of this is called. 
major the major premise all right I'm going to read it all and then we're going to go back and pick out and read again what he what I want to share with you it says <clears throat> it is a great help in facing life to believe that the final answer the ultimate outcome can can ever be settled and in particular phrases of existence to the man without faith this appears to be both a piece of evasion of real issues in that it shelves difficult problems and a piece of wishful thinking in that it believes that he be they believe in the ultimate goodness of God in some newer hereafter even though the daily evidence of life denies such goodness and love it is probably quite impossible to explain the Christian attitude towards the through-going materialists simply because the major premise which makes the whole makes the whole position tangible and satisfactory in God and materialists denies such a person existence but in speaking as one who did not arrive at this premise conviction without good and deal of questions and questioning I would I would assure that the materialist that is and his position looks every bit as ridiculous as the tangible to the man who has some small knowledge of God and the Christian portion does to the materialist you cannot deny a new dimension once you have experience so this this uh, person who wrote this devotional book is basically telling us here that he learned this from experience alright now I want to take the first paragraph again and read it it said it is a great help in facing life to believe that the final answers the ultimate outcome can never be settled in this particular phase of our existence why is that a, a great help and great comfort because we know when we're living on this earth it is not the end when we if we're Christians and we believe when we die we close our eyes in death we open them back up in heaven all right that's what we believe and that's a comfort to you and me as Christians all right now it's not a comfort to the person who is an atheist or as he was writing here a materialist because they some deny God every day now atheists say there's no God at all all right but there is some materialists that believe that there is a God that created everything but he's not worth the time to go out and worship him in our daily lives it's what our material possessions are the one and there's a story in the Bible about the one that had the biggest barns 
the biggest crop. In fact, he had to make new barns because of his crop. And you know, he could have shared some of that money. It doesn't really say that he shared or not. But he lived for his material possessions. And that night when he made that decision to build those bigger barns, he went to bed and he was called home. Basically being judged in heaven and probably sent to sell Hades or hell because of his unbelief. His life was required of him. Alright? He spent more time with his possessions than he does with his maker. Okay? And there's some people out there that believe that. They're going to spend time working to buy this new sh new Cadillac or this new BMW or this new Ferrari. And there's nothing wrong with wanting this new Cadillacs and new Ferraris and new BMWs and new house or new mansion or whatever. But the problem is when it gets in the way of serving God, you're making it first a priority in your life. The problem will come. And you're going to find, even also, because God's going to try to get your attention through this. When you're trying to do this, setbacks come. Because God is trying to get your attention. Say, hey, put me first. If we realize, and if we really, really sat down and realize, if we put God first in everything that we do, the very first thing, We'll find out that God will bless you. Because the Bible does tell us. You put him first. He'll bless you with the things you want next. Alright. And it will come quicker. And probably would come easier for you. Alright. So we got to realize that this premise of worrying about our possessions. Is not as important as worrying about our life with God. Now, on serving God. Now, do I am I saying that we can't worry about our our possessions or our premise? No. What am I saying is this: we got to learn to prioritize and put God first, and stop being a materialist if you are, or an atheist, and put God first, because in the end, you're going to find yourself in hell. And and, and a, a basic Christian, if you put in things before God too, is a sin. And if you refuse to try to do it, you could end up in hell too. I gotta be, you know, I gotta be straight with the Word of God with you. All right. Now, second paragraph. Third paragraph. It is probable quite impossible to explain a Christian attitude to the do-going materialists or atheists simply because the major premise which makes the whole position tangible and satisfactory is God. Alright? We put God first. And it is hard to share our witness with people that don't understand why we serve a God. And put our trust in him. Uh, someone they can't see. There's people out there that says I believe when I see it. Just like Doubting Thomas. But God dealt with Doubting Thomas. 
okay here's my hands here's my feet you said you don't believe it unless you put your hands through my holes that they put the nails through whatever here they are he believed after that and he's trying to teach us here we got to believe all right and it's going to be hard for us to explain these things to people you're going to get mocked for it just like i said yesterday you're going to get teased but do not give up on god because in the end you don't know how many people that maybe they were teasing you they actually got through you got through to them and they you planted that seed to grow and someone came watered it someone else came and watered it and then someone else came and invited them to church and and harvest it okay you don't know all right so we got to explain even if they don't understand it or don't want to understand it all right so what are we basically saying here what is this basically saying it's saying this serving God our Creator is as important than the things that we put first in our lives TV shows are gonna come after driving on a vacation it's got to come after before you do anything on your vacation it's got to come after that means you got to put God first and if you're an atheist or materialist you got to put God first or you won't make it to heaven don't be like the one that had those big barns in the Bible gloating because he had so much wheat and corn and everything that might have been in there and he had to build more for next year and that died that night and found himself wanting not going to heaven because because of his time with his materialist things material things are good and they're good to have but you got to learn to put them in the proper place and if you're an atheist, you got to learn that, hey, God made this world. And that big, you might be saying, well, that Big Bang Theory, no one's ever refuted it. Well, and we got dinosaurs up there saying this world is big, older than what the Christians are saying. That's true, but if you read Genesis 1 and 2, chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, it said that the earth was in a great void. And some theologians, Christian theologians, believe that from verse 1 and verse 2 of Genesis chapter 1 is the time of the Ice Age. Alright? And God basically reset everything, recreated everything. And that's why the bones and stuff that we're finding are there. Alright? Now, the Big Bang Theory, how we know that that Big Bang wasn't God speaking to Jesus to speak this into existence. Because the Bible does tell us in different spots that when God talks, it, the earth shakes. But we don't got any proof of that either. We just got the, the word that Jesus, God created the earth, spoke, said it, Jesus spoke it, and the Holy Spirit did it. And it's created and some of the evolutional stuff that they teach there's no proof of it because we still 
don't got prehistoric man in different times. We might be finding them buried and dead and then got preserved a little bit, their bones. But let me tell you something, saints. If that was the process, we would still find evolution in what they were doing. Not us burying people and having having kids. Our kids probably would start out. I haven't seen prehistoric man living among this world. I haven't seen single organisms crawling out of the water as it was talking about. Let me tell you something, saints. A lot of that stuff can be debunked from the Bible. Because look at today's world. Do we see living organisms coming out as as uh, living little things and changing into another thing and changing into another thing? No, only with the cocoons of butterflies and it turns into a butterfly. And far as I know, that's the way the long fires a ghost because then they die when the season's over and then it starts over with new ones every year. But with humans, I never heard of such a thing except through the evolution thing. Now, it says it's a theory, but it's taught as fact. And let me tell you something, saints. I didn't come from a single cell organism that climbed out of the water, became an ape, and turned into humans. If that was the case, why ain't apes turning into humans today? We would have some turned into humans today, and we don't. I do not believe in evolution. I believe that the earth was created in seven days. And the sixth, seventh day, God rests. But we also got to remember those seven days. See, a lot of people forget about this too. We learn in the Bible that a day to God is a thousand years. What? It's true. A day in God's eyes is a thousand years. So it took 6,000 years for God to create this earth. Now I don't really explain that if it was God's time. Or our time of six days. But the thing is if it was God's time. That's 6,000 years added to that's the 8,000 years that things was created. And Adam and Eve destroyed it within a few minutes. Hmm. Sad. So what have we learned here so far today? We learned that the major premise is putting God first. Then our material things. And asking God to forgive us of our sins and start serving him a set of our material things or our beliefs of science. Now, like I said, this earth could have been here a billion years ago like the scientists said. But I believe that's between the Ice Age and now. Okay? And God recreated the earth. That's what I believe. Because that's what the Bible teaches. Alright, so the major 
premise is to put God first over everything else and then he'll bless you for it in the end. And to ask God to forgive you and start serving him. Because if we don't do these things, we could be left behind, saints. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <coughs> now, we're going to go back to our prayer list today. And I'm going to go over it real quick because we, we we're actually we started late, but we're made some time up. So we didn't use the full time that was planned for the study. We didn't make all the time up, but we made about three minutes up. Um, we're going to pray for my dad, which is James Weaver. He's got a, a order on my on his heart on his um, an aneurysm on his aorta which is part of his heart we need that to either stop growing or don't grow or disappear my mom she's taking medicine so they can take care of whatever heart problems she's got going on uh, Margaret with the loss of her mother Lloyd he has cancer we haven't heard from him we're trying to get hear from him but we haven't heard from him so we're trying to get that straightened out um, for my Sean, friend Sean he's like a brother to me a brother from another mother is unspoken he don't want no one to know and this one we need to pray I can't really go into a lot of details but my brother-in-law Paul and the estate and being fair or even more fair and then us as an unspoken to be fair and more fair to him too in other words, we got to work together, better together, better. And it's not working that way. Um, then for my friend Paul in Georgia, he um, needs prayer for his back and his kids for coronavirus in school, keeping her safe. And I got to get a hold of him soon. And. And make sure that everything is the way it is so we can update this. And then an unspoken request for um, something that God's been birthing in me. And it's not got to that point yet, but maybe soon. Um, I'll let you know. Maybe that even this. There'll be information for this weekend or, you know, through this. I don't know yet, but I will let you know when God tells me. Um, we are putting my friend Sean's mother back on, Robin. I didn't know, but she had knee surgery, I believe, this week, yesterday. And now we got to pray for her recovery. We would have been praying already, but I didn't hear for about that. Um... Then we're going to pray for my Aunt Denise and the situation with the car. And then we're going to pray for my cousin Fred and his wife Teresa. One more day. Actually, God's telling me no. They must be fine. 
God answered that. We're going to pray for Therese. We're going to pray for all these things and let God guide me with Fred, my cousin Fred and Teresa because they're they're doing good. They're just recovering with coronavirus and, uh, and they must be recovering pretty well because God's kind of wanting me to take them off the list. He, when I go to say it, he's telling me, no, 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 don't pray for them. And I really mean no, no, no. I believe it means that he's uh, already taken care of it and he's working on it. Alright, so let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask you to, to thank you, Lord, for everything you've done for me. And I ask you, Lord, to be with my dad. And I ask you to go, Lord, as the great designer and the great physician and the great architect of our bodies. To go inside and reach down and stop this aneurysm from growing or even disappear, Lord. And Lord, we ask you to let this medicine my mom's on for her heart to fix whatever's wrong, Lord. And Lord, I ask you to be with my cousin Margaret and the loss of her mother, Lord, as she's grieving, and her father, Lord. A few years ago, she's taken both very hard and helped her through this, Lord. And, Lord, she was complaining about her leg yesterday on Facebook, and I'm going to add that to her things too, Lord. And I just ask you to heal her there too, Lord. I ask you to be with Lloyd, Lord, and this cancer. I ask you to touch and heal him, Lord. I ask you to be with Sean, unspoken request, Lord. I ask you to be with my brother-in-law, Paul, Lord. And I ask you, let him work something out the way things were being taught. So Ruth would benefit, Lord, and he would benefit. But the way they want both to be benefited, Lord. In other words, let him be fair with us and let us be fair with him. And Lord, I ask you to be with my friends, Paul in um, Georgia I ask you to continue to touch his back and protect his kid as she goes to school every day Lord keep her safe from the coronavirus I ask you to be with my friend Sean's mother and mother from he's my brother from another mother and I call her mom too her name is Robin I just ask you to continue to heal her knee and we thank you Lord that the knee surgery went well we just ask you to continue to heal her we ask you to be with my aunt Denise and get ready to be able to get back in the car and drive when she has to to help her help the situation with the car lord if it's total come up with a way for them to have a car lord and work the way you want it to work and lord i ask you to be with my cousin fred and Teresa. i just ask you to continue to help them through their recovery and healing we ask you in jesus name amen and i believe I gotta ask them if they want to be taken off the list. Which he already told me that they're fine. So, so we'll see how that goes. Alright. Closing remarks. I'd like to say God bless you and thank you for joining us. Um, on today's podcast. And remember that the the major premise of life is putting God first and asking God in your heart and living for Him and asking forgiveness for your sins. Alright? And tomorrow, September 1, we're going to be starting on we're going to be studying John 1, 1 through 5. And 
this is uh, this month is gonna be on certain things we're sharing on it's gonna be on miracles that's what it's gonna be Bible study is gonna be called on miracles and hallelujah God is good and he's good all the time hallelujah and so that's what we're going to be the Bible study on tomorrow and then we're going to be um, you know doing our prayer request segment and if I can get something for God teaches us in a different way I will but if not the segment will be closed and uh, and then we'll have our closing remarks but I think the ones that are listening and like to listen and I encourage you if it's been a blessing to you to get people to listen and let it be a blessing to them on that note I like to say God bless you love one another help one another take one care of one another and be kind to one another and and help with each other on that note I'm Pastor Ron Weaver saying see you next time for God's Internet Church podcast tomorrow episode 23 and God bless you